you know how I'm going to start this podcast. <laughs> I know. I just got a $19 Shocking. charge. Shocking. The fifth Look time. Oh, yeah. You see it? It's, it's really it's late. Uh, we started recording this an hour ago, and we're 14 seconds into every, the every time. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> my name is Victor. I'm a student pastor at a local church in North Carolina. And my name is Reagan Jones. I'm also a student pastor at a local church, same church, actually, just a different campus. And welcome to Sanctified-ish. Uh, we are two pastors in our mid-20s that are just going to have conversations, and the goal is we haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, we have absolutely not figured it out when we do you will know because the podcast name will change from sanctified ish to sanctified and and so just give us give us about six months and we'll get on that (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll get on that what's up guys like i said my name is victor i'm a student pastor in north carolina area i am originally from tampa florida grew up there grew up in the local church had a great family loves Jesus. And when I turned about 20, I dropped everything I was doing and pursued ministry. So I studied at a small, 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 how small was it? School. I mean, it's average in, in Trinity, Florida. And they probably have like 119 students enrolled at that school. So super tiny, uh, school in, in, yeah, Florida area, Newport Ritchie. And then I moved up to North Carolina to study at Southeastern. I am, what, like a semester away from finishing yeah. my my degree as long as things don't change. And yeah, I got hired at this church, been there, been been working at the church for close to five years, but have served at a, as a student pastor in that capacity for just over three years. Holy cow, January was my three years. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. I still feel like I don't know how to submit my budget. <laughs> you don't. Um, <laughs> you don't. So, that's like what they teach you in onboarding. <laughs> but yeah, that's a little bit about me, where I come from. I'm sure I'm sure we'll we'll talk much more about our past in the future. Yeah. But. And uh, so uh, Vic and I are very good friends. Uh, but the thing you'll realize is that while Victor and I are friends, we're both very, very different. Um, like I played college basketball. Victor watches anime. Um, Victor likes... There's a winner. There's a winner. <laughs> it's it okay. a very clear difference. He tried to get me into Demon Slayer for a while, and I watched like one to two episodes, and it was just overly dramatic. I couldn't really get into it. It's it's a story of the gospel. Is it? The, is it? Is it? It's like Lord of is the Rings. Um, but, <laughs> you know, uh, as you said, my name is Reagan Jones, and I am a student pastor at the same church, different campus. Um, but I, I grew up a pastor's kid. And so I've always been around church. Um, my dad was a lead pastor. We moved around a couple times growing up. Um, but really I kind of had to come to Jesus moment when I was 16, because there's a very big difference between knowing things about Jesus and knowing facts about Jesus. And at that point, all the, the church knowledge that I had really had to become real for me. Um, put my faith and trust in Jesus and, um, went off to Wheaton college at 18 years old, um, played college basketball. My students, D1. No, <laughs> no, I dude, I wanted D one so badly. Like that was like the that was the only thing I wanted. Um, it all fell apart on like the last. It's called sanctification. No, it's called disappointment. Um, <laughs> it all fell apart. Ended up going to Wheaton College. We were five and twenty our first year. Um, after starting off three and one, so that's super disappointing. Um, but. Went to the final four my senior year, loved my time at Wheaton, and then came down to North Carolina um, to work at this church where I've now been going to seminary. 
Um, and I've been a student pastor for a little over a year now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Five and 20 in basketball is kind of like golf. So like the worst record better in basketball from, from my understanding, I watch a lot of basketball, uh, with like, with, uh, Larry Bird and stuff. <laughs> and so I'm pretty well cultured yeah. in, in the beat. I, I didn't play my freshman year. Um, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's that's a good way to save yeah. your skin. Um, <laughs> well, we kind of one day. I mean, like Reagan said, we work at the same church, and we found ourselves having these phone calls at night where we just talk for like forty-five minutes about the difficulties and stresses of ministry. And so, like every other twenty-five-year-old in existence, we're like, we could have a Dude, podcast. Great idea! And <laughs> like, what an idea! We should make a podcast. <laughs> and so, <laughs> y'all seen those TikToks, right? Like, we should go on a road trip, <laughs> and it never happens. Yeah. <laughs> so we decided to to pull the trigger, invest a little bit. I have some podcasting background. I hosted a podcast called Bringing Grace to the Nations a long time ago. And so this is stepping into very familiar territory for me. So I was, I was all about it. Um, this is like, this is my home. This is, this is what I enjoy a lot. But for Reagan, this is, this is pretty yeah, new, I do right? TikToks for a living. So this is brand new for me. This is. He's, he's famous on TikTok. Throwing too. it back for Jesus. How many likes? Like, like 37 two. on that last two. video? Um, one is me <laughs> and one is my mom. So you know what? We're, we're doing yeah, good. Yeah. And one is your ministry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I lost the password to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how this podcast spawned. Yeah. We were having conversations and decided, hey, sanctification kind of sucks and it hurts and it's tough, especially when you combined being a young person and a pastor yeah. that's responsible for caring and shepherding a flock. How do those two things come together and how do we, how do we exist yeah. in that? Right. And that's kind of how this started. Yeah. Well, and if, if you're tuning in and like, maybe you are stooped in Christian culture and you know all about sanctification, maybe you don't know Jesus. You're not in Christian culture. You have no idea what that means. Simply sanctification is just the process of becoming more like Jesus. So it's the idea that at 25, I look hopefully more like Jesus than I did at 20 and at 15. And I'll look more like Jesus when I'm 80 than I do right now. Um, there's more of his heart, more of his mind, more of his actions. Um, and that's not normally, um, like you don't get gold by coddling it. Like you get, you get gold, like through a refining yeah. fire. And that's kind of what sanctification is. Um, and what we really came to realize is that one, just being in your mid twenties is just hard. Um, it's just kind of like life. It's life, life puberty. puberty, bro. It's yeah. Yeah. That's it's what we've been saying. <laughs> like your body goes through puberty at 15, your life goes through puberty at 25 and nobody's it's like taxes. <laughs> it's like, like TurboTax.com, come to the is like it what? Tax fraud? Is it not tax fraud? We'll roll the dice, see what happens. Like, well, let's just take a yeah, chance here. It's just like, but like no one tells you about like the loneliness post college. Nobody tells you how to make friends. Like no one tells you how to buy sheets. Like no one tells you like how to do any of this. Um, yes, I for for the record, that's something that we had to figure out, right? Our bed is like 12 inches well, thick. Speak for yourself. I still sleep on my twin bed from the college. The sheets don't fit. Well, that, that's your problem. Um, okay. I still have my... That's no, sad. No, 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 no. It's not sad. So like, 
You're seven feet tall. No, they can't see because the video. It's fine. I'm I'm <laughs> six foot six and I still sleep on my twin bed from college. I still have the same sheets and everything. But like it's comfortable now. You know, my feet hang off the edge. I can tuck it underneath. Yeah. Like, you know, you you get used to the prison. Um but, <laughs> but it gets comfortable. That's yeah, what Paul said. Sanctification. Um if anything is sanctifying me, it's that twin bed. But the the yes. whole goal we just kind of realized is that like being a young pastor in ministry is going to sanctify you and make you look more like Jesus because you have to hear hard things. You have to go through hard things. You have to realize that like you don't have all the answers and you can't care for everybody that God has put into your ministry. Um, and to couple that with trying to follow Jesus as a person in your mid-20s, like it's just hard. Um, it's not a bad thing, but it's just yeah. hard. Those two things like paired together are I don't want to say it's more difficult than the average person because like, I don't want to invalidate yeah. anyone, you know, experience sanctification looks different every walk of life, right? There are Christians that are not pastors that are far more mature than I will ever be, but there is a uniqueness to the combination of young pastor trying to figure out life and just pastoring and shepherding and normal like Christian stuff. So you have these two things combined and it creates a really unique space that I don't think there's been a lot of discussion yeah. around because I haven't found anything and I've been looking yeah. for it because it's hard. Yeah. Like I am searching for answers just as much as the next. And I person. think this is something you and I talked about where it's like, this is something that I would want to listen to because as someone in my mid twenties, that is just wondering how do I do this? There aren't, there's a lot of people telling me here's three, three steps that you need to do three ways to grow your ministry, three ways to grow your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Like we don't really have those. We're, we're, we we want to be yeah. a podcast to just kind of like in the bunker with you and experiencing things with you. Um, and I think there's a lot of value in that. Um, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, there are there are a lot of podcasts that rightly so celebrate the amazing things that are happening in Christian ministry. And like those things should be viewed at and looked at for what they are because they're good. Yeah. Like we want to celebrate what God Absolutely. does. But I think there's something I think there's something to coming alongside someone and just struggling together. Yeah. Right? Like you're going to hear probably a lot of like really depressing stories on this podcast. <laughs> a lot of really de- like the Tune next in. episode is on burnout. <laughs> It's on burnout. We're 24 and 25, and the second episode of our podcast is on burnout. And the third, the third right? one is on loneliness. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, these are tough things. Yeah. Like you, you would assume to hear about burnout from a 55-year-old pastor who's been doing it for 30 years, yeah. right? But not from two people who have been in it less than five years combined. Yeah. <laughs> so, so... But it's yeah. real, and there there are a lot of young pastors who might unfortunately feel like their burnout is invalidated because there are a lot of older pastors who say, "Yeah, you can't really be burned out till you put." You the haven't time earned your stripes, in. and that's just it's just not necessarily yeah. true, right? Yeah. Well, and and that's the tension of this podcast is that you're going to get very pastoral conversations where it's like, "How do you love people you don't like?" Because we're called to love all the people, <laughs> but like. <laughs> help us we don't always like everybody um and you can't not love them yeah. just because you don't like them but you're also going to have like a lot of conversations of just like man there's a real loneliness that comes with being in your mid-20s 
Um, and Victor and I come from two different standpoints of that. Like I'm single, I live in a studio apartment and sleep on a twin bed. Victor's married and you experience loneliness in both of those areas. And so I think that's actually the unique thing yeah. about this podcast is you're going to get two very different camps and we kind of have one foot in both. And how do we wrestle with that? And how do we know that God is working both of those things, whether it's the stage of life that we're in or the ministry context that we're in to look more like him, which is actually the best thing for us. And like, that's the yeah. biggest thing that I've been wrestling with recently is like, man, God wants me to look like Jesus and he will give me good gifts. He will bless me and he will take me through really hard things to make me look like Jesus because that is the best thing for me. And neither yeah. one of us are there yet. Yeah. But like, we're getting there. We're getting there. Slowly, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. And the process is to be celebrated. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think that's where... I think that's where our contexts become a little bit important, yeah. right? Reagan, you work at a church that is much more family oriented, has a lot, a lot of kids and students, yeah. right? Your ministry alone is like 250 students. Yeah. And so like you come from a very large family centric church campus. Yeah. We're, we're one church, I many locations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the yeah. tagline. Um, and that's like that's that's where you yeah. are, right? You're in the suburbs, and so that's that's the context that you're focused in. For me, I'm in downtown. We're in the heart of the city. There's a lot of there's a lot of brokenness in the yeah. suburbs. There's a lot of different types of brokenness in the city, right? You have you have crazy racial divides in the city. You have crazy brokenness when it comes to financials, right? You have crazy brokenness when it comes to relationships. The city is crazy transient. We're surrounded by three colleges, mm -hmm. right? And so that context versus the context that Reagan's at pose different issues. But what I think you'll find interesting is that the things that we talk about on this podcast almost transcend the context yeah. that we're involved in. We could not have different, like more different yeah. contexts. It's like you would think Reagan is in California and I'm all the way down in Miami, Florida. Yeah. Like they just seem as far apart as possible. But what hopefully this, this does is, Hopefully you battle some of these things yeah. too, right? Like hopefully you're walking through this stuff because if we are and we're in crazy different contexts, then hopefully someone yeah. else is. <laughs> I'd be a little discouraged if that wasn't well, the case. I don't think this is a word for like at least any pastors that you're naturally going to think about numbers. You're naturally going to struggle with it. And that's not a bad thing to think about numbers. But I think there's about a 200 student gap between my student ministry and Victor's student ministry. And that has nothing to do yeah. with the quality of student pastor. Like Victor has been doing this longer than I have. Um, and it, a, a lot of that, we, we put a lot of our identity as pastors into like, how do we grow? How do we get the numbers? And that's a good thing because numbers represent people. Yeah. But people live in context. People live in places. And so like, you're not going to have a 400 person massive student ministry in a transient context like where Victor's at because there's not any families. Right. It's all it's all young yeah. singles. Literally, families yeah. leave, like families leave. They to come go to, to my campus, like the suburbs where you're at. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's because it. like the, the campus follows the stage of life, and I know like there's a lot of like frustrated and struggling pastors out there. They're like, man, like I'm in this place and I'm not reaching these people, and the numbers are down. Like you are reaching the people, but your people have to reflect the context that you're in. Um, and we don't think yeah. about that a lot. We really don't. 
Yeah, and I, I'll even th- I even think it's interesting because with the size of your ministry at you know two to fifty, the size of my ministry between twenty and forty, I find it fascinating that on the same week, I can be discouraged by the number of students that show up to my yep. ministry, and you can yep. be discouraged by the number of students that come to your ministry, and both discouragements are valid, yeah. even though you might be discouraged over a hundred and seventy. Yep. And I might be discouraged over yep. 15. Yep. What, you know what, what just mean? happened? Like it happens <laughs> almost <Yeah>. on like <laughs> a weekly basis. It's like, hey man. It's like we'll call each other on Sunday night and be like, dang it. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. But no, it's, I, I, I know that this episode is not about numbers, but like numbers is a very real thing. And it's, it's something where like a lot of us pastors, we put a lot of our energy and a lot of identity. And I mean, like you can be like, you can be reaching that community. You can be reaching that context, make an impact in those people's and students' lives. And there can only be 10 that are coming. And also yeah. you can have 300 people coming, massive worship nights, and you cannot be making a difference. Like a crowd does not mean- You want to name drop a church? Uh, mm, um, not on the first episode, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're wait. So, but you're so right. <laughs> wait until the end of season one for that. <laughs> yeah, just just wait for the beef yeah. to start. But I mean, you're so right because at my campus, all of our high school students, we don't have a ton, right? But all of our high school students have one-on-one discipleship relationships with a leader. And that is only possible because of the size of our yeah. ministry. That is just not, that is, that is not possible at a large scale, at least as easily as it is when you have eight middle schoolers. I only need yeah. eight leaders. When you have 70 high schoolers or 70 middle schoolers for this one-on-one discipleship relationship, you need 70 leaders. That's well, a lot. <laughs> if you really want to get real biblical with it, Jesus had a ministry of 12 people. And those are the 12 that he yeah. poured into. And so we measure our ministry success by that 12. Okay, so some have 12, some have 12,000. Yeah. We're like, hey, look at all these disciples that I have. It's the impact of your disciples that really matters. So Jesus poured a lot into those 12 and those 12 impacted like millions and millions and millions of people for generations to come. Like there, it's the, why we have the church today. today. Like there's impact with those disciples, but a lot of us have like massive disciple, massive following with very little impact and very little carbon footprint. Um, Yeah. And I think even like to tie it back to the core of our podcast is like, as a 25, like, I know when I first got my student pastor job, I was like, man, I thought I was like the hottest thing since sliced bread. I was like, <laughs> I'm coming in. It's like driving a Lamborghini. Young, fresh yeah, blood. It's, you know, at a, at a yeah, seemingly older You, you campus, think you know everything you know? and it's really like driving a Lamborghini with no driver's license and everybody expects you not to crash it. And so, right. The second, the second the numbers go down. Now, the second you get a negative, now comment. all of a sudden, okay, my identity is tied up into this. I have a bad, I have a bad yeah. Sunday night. That equals a bad week. Um, I have a bad comment. Yeah. I'm a bad pastor. Or I have a great Sunday night. I'm yeah. a great pastor. I'm a great person. I'm a great follower of Jesus. And neither one of those things, I mean, they can be true, but neither one of those things is what Jesus has spoken of me. And that's the yeah. dangerous part. That's good. Yeah, that's that's the really dangerous part. And I think that's where, you know, the accountability even just between us has yeah. been at least beneficial yeah. for me, right? Because 
there are times where I leave church and I'll have a parent say, hey, I just don't think you're doing that good of a job. I think you could be doing better. Or, you know, Reagan has a student that's like, wait, you get paid for this? (laughs) Which happened. It's like, (laughs) it's just like when you get those comments, it it can be very isolating to sit with those in a, in, in, you know, in a microwave or in a vacuum, (laughs) in a vacuum, right? It can be very isolating. And when you have your identity built on these things, the vacuum, it just, everything you've built comes tumbling down. And so as we've gone through this accountability process, sanctification process, as we've lived life as young student pastors, we've learned that sanctification sucks and it's tough and it's hard and it's brutal and you know it will put you through the ringer however it is all worth it because both of us and hopefully student pastors everywhere desire ultimately not to have a grand ministry not to you know have numbers attached to your name not to write a bunch of books not to step up and get promoted as a senior pastor hopefully our desire is to look more like jesus and that's what this podcast yeah. is for. And that's the accountability process yeah. that we want to bring you guys in on too. That like, I didn't yeah. have that in my life in years past. And like, I've seen the fruit of that where it's like, not everybody should be allowed to speak into your life, but like a couple people should. And how do you weigh those two yeah. things? And so like knowing that there are other people that are struggling with the same thing and like being able to have dialogue back and forth, like that's an incredibly helpful process to be able to discern like what's true in my life and what isn't. Like, what are the things that I'm feeling? What has God spoken over me? Um, we want that to be yeah, not just like, hey, come and look at our struggles, but actually like Victor got invited into my struggles and I got invited into his struggles and we've gotten to speak truth into each other's lives. And in essence, that's kind of what we want to do with you too, um, is invite yeah. you in and also hopefully like you get to invite us in as well and we get to have dialogue and we get to talk about these things. For sure. I think there's, I think there's a balance that we have to, there's a tension that we have to manage as our pastor would say. And you have two, you have two sides. You have the student pastor that puts their successes on a pedestal. And then you have the pastors that put their failures on a pedestal. And actually like the failures become the idol. We we want to help, and this is not something that we're perfect at, but we want to help manage that tension, right? Because as a young pastor, especially if you fail a lot, like I do, it's really easy to put your failure, failures on a pedestal and look at those as things that can never be fixed. They yeah. can never be, like, those, those are just things that God, you know, he's all powerful. He just can't touch these, right? Or when you put your successes on a pedestal and you know, you put your identity in those things so that whenever you don't get that success or you don't see the fruit that you saw before, now your ministries crumbled to the ground, right? It's this process of sanctification that's hard. You know, it's, I think Reagan said it earlier, it's like the process of gold being refined. It requires intense heat and pressure. And if gold had feelings, it probably (laughs) wouldn't be feeling very well (laughs) under that pressure. And so the one thing that I do want to mention, because this is something that I've battled with, and I think what you'll notice in these conversations is that we just go yeah, wherever we it's, want. Yeah, it's a free, and free for all. Land the plane yeah. whenever. I don't want our struggles or your struggles to be seen as evidence that you're in sin. Yeah. Right? I don't think that ministry difficulty 
necessarily means that you know what I'm just I'm just I can't have Come a on. fruitful ministry because I'm not Come faithful on. or I'm not I'm not doing it right right I think I and I think that's where Satan wants to get you Satan wants you to think that you're so deep in sin that it's impossible for you to have a fruitful ministry you'll just back out you'll just you'll just dip from the faithful ministry altogether and you'll just say you know what I'll just let someone else come in who can do it. Now, there might be a piece of that. If you're in sin, we got to talk about it, right? But just because you're dealing with difficult things in ministry does not necessarily mean that you're in sin. But I think the bridge is so easy well, to build. And honestly, it's like Jesus didn't have an easy ministry. He had a fruitful ministry. He didn't have an easy one because yeah. he died. Like, <laughs> they hated Dang. him so much that they Burn. killed him. And so, like, I th- your ministry is yeah, not I, that tough. I think we forget that, that we are following a savior who was crucified yeah. because of his ministry. And yes, he rose from the grave. And yes, we have hope. And yes, there's joy. But he was crucified because of his ministry. And so every single day, we are called to also die to ourselves. Um, and as Victor said, that doesn't mean you are a, you're, doesn't mean you're walking in sin, that, that God is not blessing you. That's called prosperity gospel. Um, and that does not exist in scripture. Which, <laughs> but it sounds It great, sounds though. awesome. It, it sounds, sounds amazing, awesome. though, so I'm here for but it. But if, if it sounds good, it's true. That's what I learned on the internet. <laughs> you need to get off the internet, man. Um, but that, that's what we want to be for you guys is this is not, we yeah. don't have the answers for it. Um, but we want to point you to Jesus as we try to point ourselves to Jesus. Um, yeah. And we'll probably fail at this podcast. So, of course we you will. know, if... If if anything, hopefully, hopefully you guys will give us grace as we learn to to digest these things and talk about these things. We're planning on doing a podcast every Friday or something yeah. like that. We're gonna do once a week at least. And so go ahead, subscribe to us on the platforms, right? You have the Facebook, which is the number one social media across the globe. There's no other social media that is as widely used or as important or as influential than Facebook. Um, isn't that right? I I, I really <laughs> thought you were being serious for a second. I was like, this man has catfished me for like two years. I lit- wow. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Coming from the communication. I was having a heart attack. I really um, was. Yeah. <laughs> no, follow us on all the channels. We're going to be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our Android Podcasts, whatever the green bubbles <laughs> use. Uh, we're going to be on TikTok. We're going to be on Instagram. We're going to be on Twitch. We're going to live stream some episodes. We're just going to talk, have fun, and hopefully you guys are here for the ride. We're going to post three episodes to start. So you should have two other very encouraging episodes on burnout and loneliness. <laughs> Stay tuned. Like yeah. coming out. <laughs> so go listen to those. And if you guys have feedback, yeah. let us know. You can email us at sanctifiedish at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll talk to you all soon. Reagan, if you had to give one thing, that you want maybe just for yourself yeah. as a mid 20 you know 25 year old pastor trying to figure it out what is the one thing that would be most beneficial to you to know and to experience in ministry that you would want someone listening to um dude honestly i just want a deep walk with jesus i i, I really do yeah. like if he takes ministry away one day i still want a deep walk with jesus um, I don't want a deep walk with Jesus so that my ministry will grow. Like, I just want a deep walk mm. with Jesus. Um, and whether you're in ministry or you're not in ministry, like, hopefully that's the desire of all of our hearts. Um, 
is to dig those deep wells. And I think like the, the danger that I feel in my heart, especially for people in ministries, we move so quickly and we jump onto platforms. Like I yeah. even have like reservation of doing a podcast because <laughs> like we're, we're to, yeah. to yeah, do for things sure. for Jesus at the expense of being with Jesus. And I think if you get anything from this, if my prayer for your life and hopefully your prayer for our life as well is we just have deep walks with Jesus, um, that we yeah. would never get tired of worship and prayer, that his word would be fresh every morning. Like that's, that's a genuine prayer because that's not the desire of my own heart. Um, yeah. And then that's, that's good. I think at, uh, in our sermon this past weekend, our pastor said something along the lines. He was talking in the context of volunteering and serving, but he was like, serving is not for show. It's for yeah. others. Right. And so, you know, the moment this becomes the platform for us to get our names out there or whatever it might be like, would God just kill it? Because this is, this is the platform that we want to have very real conversations so that hopefully Reagan and I can look more like Jesus because we were, yeah, this, these things this is very selfish. Head. This is really for our own sanctification more than anything else. <laughs> this is something, this is something to put on my resume. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the yeah. future, you know, churches yeah. full time. Um, anyways, cool. We'll keep an eye out, subscribe to us on all the platforms and yeah, well, we can't wait to talk to you on the next one. Peace. Peace. Well, that was good. <laughs>